Hello, and welcome to another episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. I'm Andy, and today we have our second episode of our two-themed month where we are redoing topics from earlier episodes and doing part two because in July, we're going to be celebrating the beginning of season two for the I Should Have Known podcast. And this one is extra special because the topic of it was selected by our viewers on Instagram Live. So thank you everyone who watched and voted. You selected the topic of cocktails. So today, Soups is going to pour us four cocktails, but you have to be careful because one of them is actually a mocktail. And Soups has completely invented it. So you have to find the fake cocktail among the four he's going to talk about. So you can join me and Tanner, our other host, as we take a shot at guessing which one of his cocktails is a fake. Okay. So yes, indeed, we are talking about cocktails. The first part of cocktails was actually our third ever episode in the history of I Should Have Known podcast. So we've, we've come know. a long way, haven't we? We yeah. didn't even yeah. have <laughs> We were yeah. just using our headphones. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So do we remember everything that was discussed in cocktails part one? I don't want to give away anything, you know, for anyone who hasn't listened to part one. Yeah. Right. But there's some pretty gross stuff. <laughs> I yeah. Remember. I mean, I was the host right. for that one, and I don't even remember all of the facts there. <laughs> it's pretty okay. gross. Yeah. If you've been listening to our podcast, you know that usually at the start, we go through the history of the phrase and the words. So this time, I'm not going to do that because Tanner covered all of that in our part one episode. So if you haven't yeah. checked it out, you can do that. You can do part one as a chaser after this one. Absolutely. (laughs) What we're going to do today is we're going to talk about four cocktails, their ingredients, and the story behind those cocktails. But of course, one of those cocktails, everything about it, the story, the ingredients, is something that I have invented because mixology is an art. It's art, yeah. Uh, The artistry. Yeah. It's not really a fake one, so you could actually try it at home and drink it. (laughs) Right, yeah. True, yeah. So, the first cocktail is Quarantini. (laughs) Okay. The ingredients of this cocktail are rum, dry gin, carrot juice, cucumber juice, and orange bitters. Sounds like someone's trying to boost their immune system. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I see. First reactions. No, thank you. <laughs> Why rum and gin? I'm not a fan of that, but that's fine. The, the, the rum and gin, it, the carrot juice for me, that does not sound good. I don't really like carrots, so okay. that's that's off-putting to me. Okay. But let's learn a little bit about the history of okay. this very famous cocktail. Yeah. So Quarantini is created by this mixologist in Buenos Aires known as Tato Giovannini. And he's actually one of the world's most famous mixologists. Okay. He's usually like a guest mixologist at the top bars in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so all his whole year, he's usually traveling. So for example, in 2019, he traveled abroad for roughly 40 weeks in the year. Whoa. Taking his craft in five continents. Okay. Nice. So when COVID hit and he got stuck and couldn't travel, yeah. 
big change. So he came up with this recipe of quarantini, which takes health boosting components and a unique mix of rum and gin to give the extra zest to the taste. <laughs> okay. And this cocktail, as Tanner mentioned, carrot plus cucumber combo is usually used for detox drinks. Mm-hmm. So in order to encourage people to be healthy and at the same time not to lose hope over the pandemic, uh-huh. he created this cocktail and published the recipe. It has since then been recreated in many different versions by, of course, different mixologists. Right. Yeah. I like that. It's like a cleanse. It's got the, all the vegetables in there to clean you out. Yeah. Would you drink that? I'm, I'm the kind of person who will try anything. So I would try it if someone gave it to me. But if it was on a menu, I would never order it. No. Yeah, especially if it's expensive, which it probably would be. (laughs) If someone made it for me, I would absolutely drink it. Yeah. Yeah. And paid for it. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of seems like a V8 with some alcohol in it. Yeah. Well, Tanner, that's a Bloody Mary. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. Good point. That's already a drink. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess people like this combination. Yeah. Yeah, people like it. Okay, so let's move to our next cocktail. Okay. Let's go to one of the first cocktails ever made or documented. Okay. Okay. Cocktail is called Bijou. And the ingredients of Bijou are gin, sweet vermouth, green chartreuse, and orange bitters. That sounds old. Yeah. It sounds um, old-fashioned. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You're oh, right. goodness. A lot of those ingredients are very, like, they're not really the style anymore. Yeah, you know, right. it's not really, we don't really drink chartreuse. I think a lot of people don't even know that chartreuse is a drink. No, they just know it as a color. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the history of Bijou is relatively straightforward because a lot of these cocktails always have a very contested history. Right. There's often, okay, he did this, no, but in another country. They yeah, because you're just dumping liquids in a cup. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this was invented by Harry Johnson who is considered as the dean of bartending. He actually wrote the first bartender's manual, which is available on Amazon for $40. Oh, wow. (laughs) How old is it? What what year are we talking? He started bartending around 1860s, so a few decades before Uh the Prohibition era. Well, then I'm not buying a, his book. It's public <laughs> domain, people. Don't fall for Amazon's scam. It's public domain. It's free. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, you know, Bijou <laughs> is actually one of the few still popular pre-prohibition era cocktails. Okay. Yeah. So Johnson, most experts claim him to be like the first proper bartender because he came up with this book and he sort of ran this bar. Yeah. He was the first guy who went from just dumping liquor in a cup to actually like making an art out. He named his drinks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Exactly. He gave them French names. Yeah. Yeah, and also the original version was actually a bit too sweet for a lot of people's palates. So the modern version, actually, they double down on the gin. They double the gin. Make it stronger, Mm. yeah. Yeah, and the vermouth actually shimmers in the light because it's kind of suspended. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's cool. Okay, what about this one? Are we drinking this? You know, 
I would like to try this because, like I said before, it's a bunch of old drinks that like aren't very popular anymore, like vermouth. Yeah, yeah, chartreuse. Yeah, I drink it. Yeah, I definitely would want to try that. Like, like with the other one, you know, I know what all those things taste like. Yeah, like maybe together they're better, but this is kind of like tasting history or something. Yeah, yeah, I'd pay to drink this. Yeah, yeah, I would pay to drink that one. <laughs> Good. All right. So let's move on to our third cocktail. All right. Are we getting slightly tipsy? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit tipsy. A little bit. Okay. okay. <laughs> I feel cocktail number three is 12 mile limit. Have you heard of this one? Nope. Nope. Well, you might not have because maybe I created it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds All right. suspicious. All right. The ingredients of 12 mile limit is white rum, rye whiskey, brandy, grenadine, and lemon juice. That's a lot of alcohol. <laughs> weird. That's a weird combo. It is a weird combo. So let's get into the story because I love the yeah. story behind this cocktail. Uh, so 12 My Limit is a prohibition era drink. Okay. When I was researching, I discovered that a lot of cocktails have its origin in the prohibition era. <laughs> Well, people had to get creative, right? Yes, right. Yeah. So 12 Mile Limit comes from a family of cocktails that has names, which actually makes fun at the 18th Amendment, National Prohibition Act. Right. Yeah. In the US, enacted in 1919, came into effect in 1920, prohibited all alcoholic beverages. So these drinks are making fun of that act. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the other cocktails included in this family are the Scoff Law and the Three Mile Limit. Okay. So to understand 12 Mile Limit, we need to understand Three Mile Limit. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because the logic behind this is that alcohol during the Prohibition era was not only banned on land, it was banned at sea. And at a certain distance from the coast. Okay. From the coastline. Right. Yeah. So you couldn't just get on a, a boat and just start <laughs> drinking. Oh, man, people are smart. Yeah. And that distance was three miles. So uh-huh. that's where the three mile limit comes. But then people made party barges. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they took the boat three miles off the coast, yeah. had their drinks and came back. <laughs> Hopefully after sobering up. <laughs> <laughs> So this was a problem. So they decided to extend the law from three miles to 12 miles. Yeah. Okay. But how did that change the cocktail? Yes. So the major difference between three miles and 12 miles is that three miles has only rum, brandy, lemon juice, and grenadine. Okay. But to make it heavier and boozier, the yeah. 12 mile added rye whiskey. It's <laughs> to make the booze cruise last as long as the 12 mile trip has to last. Yeah, so that's how it became the 12 mile limit cocktail. I see. Okay, that's cool. There's yeah, a yeah. history in that. Yeah. The drink, though, sounds disgusting. Uh, yeah, I would not <laughs> want to drink that. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. like, if drinking is illegal, then yeah, I'll drink it, I guess. Yeah. But it's not illegal anymore. <laughs> it just sounds like mm, mistakes. No. <laughs> yeah. That's, that sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Once you say rye whiskey, that's what I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we drank a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Maybe it's time to just calm down a little bit. Do we need a nightcap? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, something like that. So my fourth cocktail and the last, this one might be a little bit controversial because at the start, Andy mentioned that one of them actually might be a mocktail. But who are we to claim what is a mocktail and what is a cocktail? (laughs) Okay. This cocktail is called Camel Milk Cocktail. Camel Milk? Cocktail. And no points for guessing the main ingredient. (laughs) The Ritz-Carlton in Abu Dhabi Uh hired a mixologist to prepare drinks with camel milk to serve to Muslims during the holy month of Ramadan. Okay. So I see now why you're making a thing about it not having alcohol. Exactly. So this cocktail has no alcohol. So I'm on the fence if it falls under a cocktail category or not. Right. Okay. But we are not the judge here. So uh, the mixologist, Muhammad Daud, he infuses fresh ingredients with camel milk to produce flavors. So you can have a strawberry flavored one, a cherry flavored one, a nut flavored, mint flavored. So different flavors. Yeah. Okay. And compared to cow milk, camel milk is actually three times as rich in vitamin C and is full of iron, unsaturated fatty acids and B vitamins. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because of the high level of protein and other nutrients, it's the ideal drink to consume during suhoor, which is uh-huh. the meal taken prior to sunrise during Ramadan. So it's like the first meal and then they... Yeah, it keeps you full for a long time. Yeah, exactly. So you then you don't drink anything and then you break the fast in the evening with an iftar. Mm-hmm. It's available exclusively in the Ritz-Carlton. Do they serve it like a Westerners would recognize a cocktail or is yeah. it just like a glass of milk? Yeah, like in a martini glass or something? <laughs> yes, yes. So they have different glasses. I-, I would say the shape of the glass is more like a pina colada kind of. So it's a tall drink. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. They kind of looks like a pina colada, I assume. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. Hmm. I would be interested to drink this. I wonder how strong it is, you know, like how many you could down in a night or if it's just (laughs) milk. (laughs) I would think that this milk is really heavy. It'd be heavy. Like it sounds the strawberry and cherry do not sound very good to me. But if it was like some kind of nutty something, I'd be into that. Cinnamon or something. That'd be good with milk. Yeah. Yeah, I've never tasted camel milk, so I don't yeah. know how strong the taste is. If any of our listeners have, <laughs> please let us know. Yeah, please. <laughs> you know where to find us. <laughs> All right. Well, that's interesting. I like that non-alcoholic cocktail. Yeah. I won't call it a mocktail because in this podcast, mocktail means it's the lie. Exactly. Which one of those four cocktails was. So can you repeat them for us so that we can make a guess on which one is the lie? All right. So cocktail one, quarantini. The ingredients are rum, dry gin, carrot juice, cucumber juice, orange bitters. Cocktail number two, bijou. Ingredients are gin, sweet vermouth, green chartreuse, and orange bitters. Cocktail number three. 12 mile limit. Ingredients are white rum, rye whiskey, brandy, grenadine, lemon juice. And cocktail number four, camel milk cocktail. Ingredient, camel milk. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I um, genuinely can't believe that you made one of those up. Those are all really impressive. That is tough. (laughs) What do you think? Where to begin? I totally believe the camel milk. Really? Yeah, sounds believable to me. 
Okay. I also think that someone probably capitalized on the quarantine and made a quarantini. Um, the bijou, I'm very interested in trying, but the 12 mile limit, I think, is the fake because I think that one sounds like a mess. I don't think that those alcohols go together with juice. Yeah, but that does really sound like a bathtub cocktail <laughs> of like, okay, hun, what we have left, let's throw it in here and yeah. see what we can do. Make fun of this stupid law that we got. Yeah. Yeah, though I do think that the, the whole story. Yeah. That also would be a good way to fake it if you're like, well, a three-mile limit is a cocktail. I'm just going to extend it. This is really hard. Yeah. You're going to go with the 12-mile limit. That's right. All right. I'm going to take a swing and say the camel's milk is fake. Okay. That's a big swing. Bold choice. Okay. But – I think maybe it's one of those like, ooh, the flashiest, weirdest one. Yeah. Like it's like a distractor. Yeah. All right. Answers are in camel's milk and 12 mile limit. Now, the one that I made out of thin air is cocktail number one. <laughs> Quarantine. Uh, <laughs> you took the name. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The name exists. People have been fooling around with the name. Right. So Papa Giovanni. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real guy. Oh, okay. He did travel for 40 weeks. And if he's listening to this, yeah, oh my he God. probably sue us for using his name for yeah, such probably. disgusting yeah. things and call it a cocktail and give it his name. Yeah. I really should have known because that sounded gross. <laughs> Carrot juice, horrible. I was like, that sounds... But it, it sounds also very like mixologist, like we talked about. Yeah. So basically, they did like a documentary on him. So I picked up the parts from his interview yeah. and just added embellishment how did you how did you invent the cocktail like, yeah where's your recipe come from okay last week for some reason i was like okay i need to go on a cleanse so uh-huh. i started looking up like cleanse juice ideas and that's where i found this and literally i had it last week and it's horrible like okay i'm gonna take this and just add some alcohol to it and yeah, yes. some weird mix just make it sound fancy you know yeah yeah that's that's what it, I did. Definitely, it sounded pretty gross it definitely sounds like yeah, a cleanse is. yeah yeah i should have known because that was the one i was definitely not excited to try <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I'm not a professional. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. I guess it, it sounded trendy enough to be real to True. me, though. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, man, I should have known. That was oh, great. Should have known. Thanks for listening to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. Be on the lookout for more part two episodes for our number two themed month of June. And I want to thank all of our viewers again for watching the Instagram live and voting on this topic. And also, if you would like to buy us a cocktail, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash I-S-H-K, which is just the abbreviation for I Should Have Known. Thanks for listening. Be on the episode. Be on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>